The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Have you ever stopped to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners in literally every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues. A special note of gratitude goes this week to our listeners around the world in Brazil, Nicaragua, and Kenya, and in the states of Virginia, Georgia, and Missouri. Welcome and thank you all for your continuing support because you keep tuning in and listening. Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit is a top-ranked show here on the Voice America Talk Radio Network, the oldest and most widely listened to online talk radio network. Thank you for listening and making this show success possible. And now for your tip for the week from my ebook, 33 Tips for Self-Empowerment. I wrote this book because when you are self-empowered, you are connected to your limitless higher self, your soul. As you learn to hear the still small voice within over the loud voices of others, you will begin to feel at peace. It's through this connection with the limitless part of yourself that miracles occur, like unexpected healing, love relationships, and wealth. In our first year show this year, Psychic Dwan Washington pointed out that this connection to our limitless higher self is essential to make the best use of the energy available in 2016. This is new energy entering the world that would allow us to change our destiny and create the life we desire. So please use these tips. My tip for this week is carry rose quartz. Rose quartz is emotionally healing in a gentle way. Wear a piece of rose quartz jewelry or carry a small piece with you in your pocket or purse. If it starts to turn dark gray or black, that means it has absorbed some of the negative energy that was in your mind, body, and emotions. Bury it in the earth and ask that the negativity be transformed into positive energy for healing and blessings. Sometimes I lose my rose quartz. 
which is another way of the universe telling me that the stone has completed its work with me. When I bury it or lose it, I know that it's time to get a new piece of rose quartz. I created my next workshop, Connecting with Your Soul, listening because of the need this year for all of us to know our souls better. This is particularly important if you have experienced trauma or abuse in your past or present. Listening is one of the most important ways to get to know your soul. All too often, however, we ignore the still small voice within, the soft whisper that gets drowned out by the loud voices in our mind. We must start to get comfortable trusting this quiet voice because it's the key to experiencing joy. Healthy love relationships, unexpected healing, and wealth occur through the connection with your soul. This connection is essential to make the best use of the new energy available to us this year. With it, you can even change your destiny and create the life you truly desire and deserve. In this workshop, you will learn how to hear and feel your soul, get to know your soul, enrich your life and your spirit, learn how to receive your soul's guidance, become more self-empowered, bring everyday miracles into your life, reduce fear and stress and be at peace, live with more flow, synchronicity and trust. We'll be at the Center for Spiritual Living in Dallas on Sunday, March 13th at two o'clock. If you don't live in Dallas, contact me to present this workshop or another one in your area. Choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of Uplift Your Life, nourishment of the spirit. We all have choices and we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. This show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose happiness, gratitude, abundance, love, and positivity. As we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past, or present life and let it go. We open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty, and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives, and techniques, inspirational stories, and guests who are thought leaders in their field, like our returning guest today, Dr. Stephen Vasquez, who will talk with us about using color to help heal trauma. Last week, we had a great conversation with Tobin Blake on meditation as a component of healing. This was his second visit with us, and he was so fascinating that I've already booked him for another appearance. As one person said, he has so much wisdom and knowledge and is so easy to listen to. Because of Tobin's deep understanding of meditation, what he says just simply makes sense. He doesn't take a hard line or push for any particular method of meditation. He knows that what matters is your ability to connect, even for a second, 
with your soul. It isn't about sitting for an hour about or about following some prescribed method. It's about feeling the essence of who you really are. His wise advice is find what works for you and don't choose between meditation and medicine. Choose both. To listen to last week's show, please go to my website, paulajoyce.com, and click on radio show at the top of the navigation. You can hear this show, Tobin's December 24th show, or any others that you may have missed or want to listen to again. That's the beauty of having the shows on demand. You have easy access any time of day or night, allowing you to listen when it fits your schedule or needs. While you're there, if you missed our first show of the year with Psychic Dwan Washington, I encourage you to listen to it. His show was our most popular one in January, and and for good reason. The information was so important that I put it in a blog that's also on my website, paulajoyce.com. He told us how we can make this a spectacular year for ourselves and at the same time decrease destructive influences in the world like violence and global warming. This is the year that you can even change your destiny. Please check it out and then generously share the information with others who need it. My silver lining story today is a continuation of last week's story. The abusive text continued for another day until we had completed our financial transaction. My silver linings included noticing a number of techniques that my ex-husband would use to draw me into an argument or to just plain upset me. First, the timing was impeccable, organized around the times that I used to prepare for and do my show. The abuser was hoping to sabotage me so that I would not be functioning at my best when I was doing something that was important to me. He kept baiting me, hoping I'd engage in an argument or just give up. But I recognized these techniques and chose not to react. I knew that it would lead to an argument that would result in his sucking my energy, which is the end game for the abuser. I would have gained nothing and lost everything because I recognized what he was doing. I was able to avoid all of the pitfalls. I never lost control of my emotions and I never allowed him to control my behavior or emotions. When I went to my scheduled chiropractic appointment later that day, I got confirmation that I really was processing the experience on my own. My spine did not need an adjustment. This has been the case for several months now, but I was sure that this experience had triggered something in my body that I would need help in releasing. In fact, I was doing just fine. We can't always control what happens, but we can control how we handle it. I was handling it in a very healthy way. This was the icing on the cake. As soon as I received my payment, I moved him, removed him. I moved him out and removed him from all my contacts, including social media. And I felt good knowing that I have the emotional health, knowledge, and wisdom to deal with the complications in life that used to do me in. 
to discover the extent and depth of my inner strength and my ability to handle an abusive individual with success were major silver linings. Each time I emerged stronger. That's a personal victory and a great feeling of emotional satisfaction and self-empowerment. I thought I would relax by watching the television miniseries on Bernie Madoff, the man who stole a total of $50 billion from investors through his infamous Ponzi scheme. I was wrong about the relaxing part, but it was definitely time well spent. Bernie was a casebook example of an abuser. I didn't realize this before I watched the program. And in four hours of the telling of his story through actors and a full hour of interviews with the victims of his theft, no one pointed out that the man was an abuser and probably a sociopath. He had no qualms about stealing money from charities, including Ely Wiesel's philanthropic fund for Holocaust survivors. His wife's family, his friends, and people who invested their life savings with him and lost everything, as well as some millionaires and billionaires who lost a lot, but not everything. The SEC investigated him twice and did such a poor job that they cleared him of wrongdoing both times, even ignoring the man who over several years tried to show them that Madoff was committing a serious crime. Why were they so blinded to the truth? Because he had a good reputation and he was charming. Of course, he was also deceitful and manipulative, but no one seemed to notice that. No one at his bank asked why he had billions of dollars in a savings account, and clearly the SEC didn't ask either. They wanted to believe him, and so they did. They allowed themselves to be taken in, and Bernie was a master at giving people what they wanted. He even called himself the magician. He alternated kindness and bullying to keep people off balance. That so many people, including his family, were casuals didn't seem to matter to him. One son couldn't come to terms with what his father had done and the lingering questions regarding his own complicity. Even though he was innocent, the persistent question, did he know, led to his suicide. The legacy of abuse is serious. You don't grow up with an abusive parents and not suffer in some way. Everyone is effective. This television program would have been so much more powerful if they had told it through the lens of abuse. Maybe some people would have seen themselves in the wife or children who became collateral damage. The wife chose to stand by him, innocently believing that he was a good man and loved her all the way up to the publication of the, of the book about an extramarital affair. It turns out the book was just one of many affairs. Certainly there were clues, but it's easier to pretend, easier to believe the illusion, the lies, and tell yourself that everything's just fine. At one point she says, no one will ever love me the way he does. They met when she was 13, and she still believes that his lying and manipulative behavior was love. It wasn't. It was control. If you understand Bernie Madoff from the perspective of abuse, the whole story changes. With this awareness, maybe some people will ask the right questions, take off their rose-colored glasses, and allow themselves to see the truth in their own lives. And 
even if you do discover the truth and find the strength to leave, the scenarios repeat themselves until you heal, break the energy, and change the pattern. One new client was describing how her ex will call under the guise of wanting to help their daughter. She will patiently listen, falling into the comfortable role of trying to help him understand and be a good father, which ends in his exploding and yelling that it's all her fault. The thing is, their daughter is an adult living and working on her own and doesn't need them to co-parent. In fact, what he does is keep his ex-wife on high alert, waiting for his calls. He doesn't want her advice. It's all a ruse to keep her emotionally off balance. Even divorced and in her own home, she is not safe from him. That level of safety and healing takes more um, than... than normal techniques. It takes deep inner change that can be accomplished through some unique methodologies. Like my ultimate creative problem-solving process, Dr. Stephen Vasquez's emotional transformation therapy uses color to get to the unconscious part of the brain to affect deep and lasting change. Dr. Stephen Vasquez has a PhD and is a licensed professional counselor and marriage and family therapist. He's the developer of emotional transformation therapy known as ETT and has written two books, Emotional Transformation Therapy and Accelerated Ecological Therapy. He has written several journal articles given over 40 presentations, presented his work in eight countries and most U.S. cities. He has been cited in several books and has trained hundreds of professionals in ETT. Dr. Vasquez has developed breakthrough treatments for trauma, chronic pain, PTSD, depression, anxiety disorders, and addictions, as well as new methods for healing mind, body, and spirit. You are listening to Uplift Your Life nourishment of the spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the life doctor. While listening to the commercials, click on the link to read about and register for my workshop, Connecting with Your Soul, Listening, or to schedule one in your area. Then click on store to purchase my ebook, 33 Tips for Self-Empowerment, and go to calendar of events to see your question for today. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Dr. Stephen Vasquez to discuss using color to heal trauma. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective. 
From leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission, Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the life doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, my listeners, and as a top-ranked show, when you choose to advertise with me, you reach hundreds of thousands of people. If this interests you or if you want to become part of the conversation today, please call 1-866-472-5795 or send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. I value you and what you have to say, so please let me know what's on your mind and heart. And I hope you wrote down who you know who needs to heal from trauma. I'm so pleased to welcome Dr. Stephen Vasquez to discuss using color to heal trauma. Welcome, Dr. Vasquez. Great to be here. Well, it's wonderful to have you back. The first show um, on depression was so wonderful that I really wanted you to come back and talk about trauma because... Um, well, both are just um, so challenging for people, and there's so little that works. So let's focus on trauma, and we do have at least one caller, but I want um, to talk a little bit first before we take that call about what is trauma and um, and and how do you address it. But first, let's define trauma. Okay. Trauma has to do with... Uh being exposed to actual or threatened death, serious injury, or sexual violence, or the integrity of the self. Um, that's, that's a loose definition of it. And we have three categories of trauma. We have what's called acute stress disorder, which means something that's happened maybe within the last few weeks or recently. If you've ha- had it over six months, it's reclassified as post-traumatic stress disorder. And it gets more complicated if it lingers and your system is not relieved. And then there's a third category that's referred to as complex or cumulative trauma. And these people may have experienced hundreds of trauma or repeated rapes or things of that type. So honestly, we see the third category a lot, but the first two are what people know, know about. Um, so that's, those are the categories. That's essentially what it is. And there's a whole list of symptoms that people have including depression that like we talked about last time, 
In fact, most of the conditions we see that people come in for they are are not trauma. They at least they don't think it is. They come in with depression, anxiety disorders, and a variety of other symptoms, not knowing that it's it's the consequence of trauma. Until we get a chance to find out about it, we usually find that trauma is the underlying cause for most of these other conditions. And I just want to add that trauma also includes some things that we might not normally think about, um, like even divorce or medical procedures that go wrong. Um, and, and, uh, of course, abuse um, is also one of the categories under trauma. And I, I think what you were saying is so important that people don't recognize the symptoms because that I think people just don't want to think of themselves as victims. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. One of the natural responses to traumatic events is avoidance. People just naturally, it's built in as a way to cope, to avoid talking about it, to avoid thinking about it as best we can. Sometimes those defenses don't work. It comes through anyway. But that's what people do, and unfortunately, as far as treatment is concerned, that's probably the, the thing you least want to do because we, people get over it by facing it and, in constructive ways. But that's just a natural thing that people do. If you've had a car wreck someplace, you probably don't want to run and drive through that area again, wherever that was, because it reminds you of it. So people just naturally avoid. And... Um, so, and they sometimes, most often, they're under the illusion that it's it's gone because it's not troubling them. When in fact, it's buried, and shows up in all these other symptoms and conditions that we were talking about. And and that's the problem. It's not really gone. It's just consciously we're not aware of it, but it's doing damage in our mind and in our emotions and in our bodies. Absolutely, absolutely. There's all kinds of a lot of people only go to medical people for they think it's physical when they have certain symptoms in their bodies. Um, and um, so it never gets to the counseling aspect. And um, if they medicate aware, away things like insomnia, hypervigilance, concentration problems, if they medicate those away, you're just suppressing the symptoms that are the symptoms of the trauma. What we do is, of course, when you can identify and process the traumatic conclusions, those those uh, consequential symptoms simply don't emerge anymore. Okay, so um, what, what I'd like to do then is also for you to talk about uh, ex- exactly what you do. Okay, I developed a new method called emotional transformation therapy. While it does use color, uh, and with colors are well known to be affect mood states, we use it much more precisely than you'll ever see in your everyday environment. We identify wavelengths of color to the single nanometer, have hundreds of options of wavelengths to use where people are sitting there looking at this light that's being emitted as we do the counseling process. And what, what happens is that it amplifies the counseling process for example, if a person feels sadness or grief, that's usually a slow-moving process and takes a long time. This amplifies it to where it progresses through the distress rapidly. So it's a way of accelerating the whole counseling process. So while it is color, it's, it's to a greater degree and precision, again, than you would normally see 
in your environment. So that's why it seems to have such a strong effect. And it's still natural. We don't have any side effects like you would if you're taking medications. And um, so it speeds up the process and gets to the depth of it quickly. That's why we use that. And there's a variety of ways we use it, but that's the general concept. Okay, and we're going to go into that more deeply in a few minutes. First, we have a caller, Judy from Texas. Judy, welcome. Thanks. What is your question, Judy? Well, I had something real uh, traumatic happen about 50 years ago. And I've always just thought it was just something I was going to have to keep buried. Uh, I can't imagine it just going away. Dr. Voskis, are you saying that you can just make it go away? Yes, but what I would have to say first is a person has to be willing to face it, and that's usually one of the problems we encounter because of the avoidance defense that everybody has. But... It is so beautiful. I'll give you an example. The other day in an acute trauma, a person, her her brother killed himself, and she happened to have walked in the room, and there was blood and brains splattered on the wall, and it was an extremely traumatic event. And in our session, I used one of my processes, and what happened was is the image that she could not get out of her mind gradually began to fade. And I say gradually, I mean in minutes. And then the intensity of the emotion and the shock she had just gradually went to neutrality. Now, that is a stunning thing to watch that a lot of people have trouble believing unless you see this process work. But that happened in a single session. And I saw her a few weeks later, and it just had never returned. But that's that's a an acute trauma that happened very recently. So... Um, that we can actually change the fastest. Uh, PTSD takes a little bit longer because it gets a little more complicated. But nonetheless, the speed is very swift with this process. And when you hum- say swift, how long are you talking about? Like it well, happened 50 years ago. Well, first, in, in cases like that, the memory of it is, is often foggy and there's some amnesic aspects of it. So the first process is, is to fully retrieve it and have a person being willing to face it. And then then we process it, and it can move very quickly. But there's a, those two-step processes. But, you know, even if it's over, people have um, allowed this part of their experience in life to become part of their identity. So even once it's changed, people are sometimes uh, ill at ease because this is what they've known for so long, and they have to get used to a new experience without it there, and believe it, believe me, that's a big challenge too. So there's three phases to that, and it varies from person to person. And if there's been replications of the trauma, most people who have traumas have repeated ones. Uh, research on manslaughter and rape show that there, the people who've been raped have four times greater chance to be raped again than other people who haven't. There's a phenomenon we we call trauma reenactment. People inadvertently put themselves in a position to, for it to happen over and over again, and that makes it a little more complex. We may have to do every every incident before we complete that, but sometimes that's not necessary. We can we can change the the whole um, pattern, and that's that's another way to go after it. But yes, it's quite dramatic, and and the biggest complaint I get about. 
people that don't know about this method is that it sounds too good to be true, but I see it all the time. And I, and I'm, I just want people to know there is a way out, because people often do. That's the most common thing is they, they believe, I'm just left with it for life. And it's true that if untreated, you are. These kinds of things register on the brain in such a way that you are left with it unless it's treated. Um, it gives me hope. Well, good. And, it, and I hope it gives other people hope as well. Thank you so much for calling in, Judy. Uh-huh. Um, and I wish you well and healing. Um, and we'll give uh, uh, Dr. Vasquez actually right now. Why don't you give us all? And then we have another caller. Uh, how people could get in touch with you if they're in the Dallas Bedford area or um, if they're elsewhere. The two ways that they can find someone who uses your method. Yes, um, our my website is www.ettcenter.com. So my website has information there. And my ma- email is Steve Foskus, S-T-E-V-E-V-A-Z-Q-U-E-Z, Ph.D. at sbcglobal.net, and our number is eight one seven two six eight seven zero five zero. And there are other therapists in our area trained to do this as well. So we can disperse um, people to, to other professionals that do the similar kind of thing. And there are people trained all over the world as well that you could be directed to someone near you. Right. So thank you, Judy, and thank you for that information, Stephen and, and, and Dr. Vasquez. And let's move to our next caller, um, also from Texas. Jim, are you there? Yes. Uh, my question for Dr. Vasquez is that, Dr. Vasquez, you see people with complex trauma, meaning many traumas, that they go to therapists and the standard of care is them actually going back and talking about the trauma. And I think they call that like cognitive processing therapy and also exposure therapy. And I, many of those people say that that's not helpful, that they become overwhelmed when they're talking about one trauma when they have many they become uh, hypervigilant, they become anxious, they can't sleep. Um, could you explain to us kind of where the trauma is located in the brain and why maybe that therapy would not certainly be as effective as what you do? Yes. Um, when you have traumatic experiences, many of them, it activates the survival portions of the brain, and the survival portions of the brain seem to segregate away from our our cognitive thinking uh, and our emotions to some extent. And so, you know, they're not connected. So sometimes you can talk about it, but it does not reach the part of the brain that needs to be changed. Part of your brain perceives a survival threat. After all those things have happened, you're going to be guarded, uh, what we call hypervigilant, guarded, um, uh, a response that is just natural to occur following a trauma. And that guardedness does not allow you to let down your guard to talk, to face the things and process them because um, it's, it's constantly trying to protect you in that way. But inadvertently, that gets in the way of the therapy treatment. So when it's confronted, when you're confronted to talk about these things, it kicks in your avoidance defense. And so you get real challenged of, 
I don't want to do. I don't want to do this. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to talk about it. But the therapist is asking you to do that, so it causes the struggle to escalate. So we try to find ways to integrate the brain so that that struggle back and forth doesn't happen quite as much. And um, of course, if you if a person's willing to face some horrible trauma, I believe you got to get them through it quickly, efficiently. Because for a long, slow, drawn-out process to take place, people often want to get away. And the trouble with the kinds of therapies you've mentioned um, is that there's a high dropout rate. People may start therapy, but they tend to drop out because it's too unpleasant for too long. And so that's why speed becomes very important in a therapeutic method. You want something to move quickly. And that's why processes that allow the brain, different parts of the brain to work together are important because they don't naturally do that. If you're just talking about these traumas, um, you can either be neutral in talking about it or you can be overwhelmed in emotion. But neither of those is an integrated brain, so it doesn't allow it to, to completely move through. It may help. And some people, obviously, they get better, but it's a small percentage because majority have trouble uh, staying in the game. It's too too torturous. Uh, is that responding to your question? Yeah, yes, it is. And I, I think that that many therapists use talk therapy because sometimes they don't really understand about where the trauma is located in the brain and that there really needs to be another way to get at that. And I think from what you've explained and what I've read about emotional transformational therapy, you're able to go into where the trauma is located and you're able to process it in a way where the patient gets relief and they're not overwhelmed when they leave the session. That's exactly what we try to do, and I'm going to say that's true the vast majority of the time. Um, yeah, there are ways to uh, to bring closure to it by the end of the session in most cases. And otherwise, I have a relative that was in the Korean War, and he said every type of therapy imaginable, cognitive processing therapy, exposure therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, uh, and his traumas are just as real to him as they happened last week. So I know these therapies did not work for him. Right. So right. it's time. Sounds like it's time to try ETT. <laughs> EET. Yeah, that's what we try to do different, and that's why I developed this because I was not satisfied with what was available, and I saw that people, uh, even though they did sometimes have the courage to face these things, it still didn't let go. And um, so we had to, now we have all this brain scan research on exactly what go, goes on in the brain during trauma. And if you have a, a therapeutic strategy that can target the exact parts of the brain where the trauma is located, it, you have a totally different type of experience. Um, I don't think the woman that, that told me about her brother committing suicide, I don't think she expected for all the... Uh, discomfort to leave in a matter of 20 or 30 minutes as we worked on it in our session. Um, in fact, they're almost more shocked about that change than they were the, the trauma that happened in the first place. Um, but anyway, we, we can need, help we them need to go. I'm, I'm sorry, we need to go to break, but I want to pick up this idea of expectation because I think it's so very important. Um, thank you, Jim, for your phone call and for your questions and for moving us forward in this discussion. Thank you. 
Um, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. While you're listening to the commercials, click on the link to sign up for my newsletter. You receive the free chapter on my ultimate creative problem-solving process from my best-selling book, which will help you release hidden fears and blockages to hearing your soul, your true self, your inner wisdom, healing at deep levels, and getting what you truly want in life. This process came to me in that space that Robert Moss talked about between sleeping and waking, continues to be a gift that helps my clients heal more profoundly and at a more rapid rate than would normally be expected. Now on your paper, write down who you're going to tell about ETT. I know Jim's going to tell his uncle. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Dr. Stephen Vasquez to discuss using color to heal trauma. Be the change. The Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I hope you wrote down who you're going to tell about ETT. I'm so glad we're here with Dr. Stephen Vasquez to discuss this very important topic. Um, Dr. Vasquez, talk with us a little bit more about low expectations. I, 
it upsets me. I think that so many of us in our culture uh, worldwide have been taught that you have to spend years on the couch in therapy to make even a little progress. Yeah, that has been the belief and the findings for a long time. And I'm excited to to share that that it can be different, but it's uh, we're just trying to get it known that there's there's ways to expedite the process because people often think of therapy as just a long, arduous, drawn out affair where people are crying and and, and angry for I mean months, years, whatever. And um, while that was done in um, a long time ago and and uh, psychoanalysis and other things. This is not necessary anymore. New discoveries are there, not just mine, but others. We've, we've got faster ways to get people through this now. And uh, people, when you're when you are a victim of trauma, it affects your thinking, and you do not think positively. The tendency is to think negatively, unless you use misuse positive thinking as a means to avoid. The negative. That's not, that is one misuse of positive thinking, but so you get convinced that this is how the world is, and that. And one of the actual features of PTSD is uh, a negative foreshadowing of the future. It's, it's just it's part of the condition itself. Is that you anticipate the negative in the future uh, at some level? I mean, if, if all you've had is trauma in your life, then of course you expect the future will be more of the same, um, but transformation is quite different when you take a person from abject victimization uh, through the the therapy to the other side what happens then is a phenomenon known as, as post-traumatic growth which means if you've worked through two or three or four you know severe traumas the next threat that comes up some people have an attitude like well that's nothing I've been through everything already and um, so you, you, they become sometimes confident of handling it once you've been through it a few times. And um, they also sometimes find, you know, new spiritual awarenesses and um, things that they never even thought of before. Once, once this monkey is off their back, once the trauma is deleted from their system, people describe themselves as feeling taller and feeling lighter and um there's a thing that they try to describe, have trouble describing what it's like, but you feel distinctly different. I hear it all the time, and then sometimes there's an inclination toward a different form of spirituality. A quest occurs as a consequence. Uh, it's amazing how how this trauma can block so many of those things, and you don't even realize you're being blocked until it's unblocked. Well, I think, and we do have a caller, so I'm just going to say a couple things quickly and then take our call. But I think that so much energy goes into keeping that information from overwhelming us and that experience, that trauma or traumas, that the mind doesn't have and and the whole system, organism of the human being doesn't have the energy to use it in a positive way because there's so much going into just surviving and keeping that information at bay. Yes, absolutely. 
Um, I, I want to mention one more quick thing, and then I want um, to take our caller. But I think the other thing that people don't necessarily understand is that family trauma can um, create Move into future generations. And so that even if you haven't experienced the trauma, if your family has, that's their mindset and their energy and it gets passed down. So maybe. Absolutely. Absolutely. I see that all the time. Um, And um, they, people that have survived traumas develop certain coping strategies. I don't mean resolution, but coping strategies. And then their offspring pick up the coping strategies. And they, so the offspring act like a trauma person simply because their role models did. And um, so that gets passed on. But one of the other things I should say about families is dysfunctional family systems. If um, a traumatic event occurred to a child at a young age and the family was very functional, and let's say someone hurt the child or something and, and the parents you know, rallied around her and listened to her and supported her, that's unlikely to become a trauma because the family system was so functional and supportive, they get through it. But when families are dysfunctional and difficult things happen to people, um, they have no way of coping that's really, that really works. And so they get, those are the people that get stuck with trauma for a long period of time, maybe the rest of their lives in some cases. And so dysfunctional families have a major role uh, in in how an event becomes a trauma. It, you have two events. Both people are beaten. One person gets over it. They're in a functional family. Another person's in a dysfunctional family, and they're left with those symptoms for life. It can make that big a difference. So that's part of the puzzle, absolutely. And then the generational thing is part of the puzzle, too. Um, so there's a lot of things that feed into trauma. Okay, so... Um Dr. Vasquez, let's um, continue this with the uh, idea of post-traumatic growth. This is a new term that people are talking a lot about, and we have um, a, a couple minutes. If if you could talk with us about a little bit more about that, because I think it's so powerful. Yes. Well, the basic idea is that... Um, if you um, had the courage to go through a um, a transformation, you've endured not just endured it, but come out ahead from from looking at, tra- at a trauma, from going through the trauma, it can actually strengthen you, and um, that strengthening can evolve to quite a profound positive experience of growth, and this is referred to as post-traumatic growth. You get stronger by virtue of having overcome this horrible challenge in your life. And um, so some people don't grow from it. They just end up angry and and uh, upset and just bitter from then on. Others actually grow from it and um, begin to see it in a different light. Well, that's why that happened to me, so that I can be stronger and I can teach my kids differently or something like that. Or because... I got through that. Now I began to start really looking at issues of spirituality because maybe there is something beyond uh, what I thought before. Maybe um, it just opens you up to new avenues of exploration way beyond just survival. And that can be the gift 
and the silver lining when we choose to look at it in a positive way. And um, we're going to close this portion of the show with this, but I think um, this idea that you mentioned of misusing positive thinking, but the the good way to use positive thinking is to see the reality and turn it into something positive through the way we think about it, experience it, and live our lives as a result of it in a better way than we did before. Right. Thank you so very much. Such an enlightening um, conversation and a powerful technique that you've developed. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing this with us. Thank you so very much. Have a beautiful day. And I'd like to thank you. And I'd like to thank my audience for joining us for Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please click on the link to like us on Facebook. Then click on the the link to my resources page to purchase Stephen Vasquez's book and to my store to purchase my books. Then learn about my services, including coaching, speaking, energy healing, past life regressions, or to sponsor one of my experiential workshops, such as overcoming abuse through self-empowerment, 21 steps for healing the body, energy healing, the ultimate creative problem-solving process. And if you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching, which I do in person over Skype or on the phone. When you work with me, you get support, guidance, and healing from the spiritual realm. Literally thousands of angels and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature work through me and directly with my clients. My process connects your mind, body, and soul, resulting in faster progress and profound healing emotionally, mentally, and physically. Click on the link to register for my Connecting With Your Soul listening workshop. Then go to the calendar of events and press click here to send me an email. Please join us next Thursday when Jill Matson will join us to talk about the magic of sound healing. This is Dr. Polly, your CM or chosen mom as designated by Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Have a blessed week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Until then, have a positive week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 